This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld I'm feeling good Welcome back <laughs> We're back. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. I'm so excited that we are talking about Jersey today and Dallas, but and Jersey today because it makes me feel happy. Yeah, we'll, we're going to talk about Jersey and Dallas, but let's say the vibe is not equal for both. <laughs> that reunion, no. woo, we'll get to it. Um, we also, this episode, have a very fun interview with Lala Kent later in the episode. Lala, of course, her book came out just this week. So she's talking about the book. She's talking about Vanderpump Rules, being a mom, all of that fun stuff. And to make it even better, we are currently giving away three copies of Lala's new book. All you have to do is subscribe to the Mention It All newsletter at betches.co slash bravo newsletter, and you will be automatically entered to win one of those three free copies of her book. The giveaway ends tomorrow, Friday, May 7th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Um, so yeah, go to batches.co slash Bravo newsletter now and enter. I mean, the newsletter is great on its own and with the additional chance that you could win a free copy yeah, of like, Lala's book. Who loves free shit? Who doesn't love free shit? You know? Who doesn't love free shit? I was like, we who definitely- loves free shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love yeah. paying for stuff. I need some of Luann's non-alcoholic rosé. I want to try it. Honestly, it really does look great and refreshing. Like even on like a summer day, like I know Dylan and I have meetings sometimes at the end of the day where they're like, feel free to bring a snack, a drink, whatever. Not really. We don't drink. We don't drink in all in our meetings. We don't. But on the occasion (laughs) where we're allowed to like that would be fun. Put some fruit in it, like have some. Mama needs a drink. Yeah, Yeah, I'm curious. um, I'm curious where it falls on the spectrum. Like I've never had. Obviously, I've had like sparkling grape juice, but I've never had like a non-alcoholic wine. Right. right. So I don't know. But, does it taste like? We'll see. Yeah, know. but also really quick, we have to mention that you posted yesterday that Erica's house is on the market, and yes, you know, thirteen million. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, yes, the property is big and the house is big, but four bedrooms, babe. Four bed. I was what do you shocked. want me to do with that? <laughs> I guess. I guess maybe they took out a bedroom to put in the chapel. Maybe that's how that worked. Yeah, I was surprised. Four bedrooms, so she has less bathrooms than Jennifer. Um, you know, it's a, I mean, it's a, be- it's a beautiful home. It's not my taste at all. It's very old and stuffy on the inside. But, yeah, you know, best of luck. She's not going to see any of that money, but <laughs> best of luck Aww. getting it sold anyway. Yeah. Okay, That's- let's get into Jersey. Uh, this episode, of course, we have the continuing fallout from at Michelle's party, all of the women talking behind Dolores's back and then to her face about her relationship with David. 
And we actually do see David this episode at the Catania family birthday celebration. That was such a beautiful like evening. And you can tell that the kids have such a good relationship with him. So does Frank. And Dolores mm-hmm. even said, David shows up for the things that matter. You know what I mean? And like, I understand we talked about this last week, but like, did he have to take off work and go to a cocktail party with all these people? No, Frank enjoys these people's company. So he's going to go. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. I was, so I'm at home right now and I was watching this with my mom last night, who is not a housewives viewer. (laughs) And I was trying to explain the complicated web of Dolores's relationships. And she was like, okay, so like, so like, I'm like, she's still really close with her ex. And she's like, okay, so they still sleep together. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, But so it's interesting though, because on Jersey, it's unique because the husbands actually are like paid members of the cast. Like they sign contracts in a way that the other husbands in other cities don't. And Frank is like Dolores's counterpart for that. Like Mm -hmm. that's why he's on Watch What Happens Live. That's why he's like in all these group scenes. So it's like, obviously Frank and Dolores are close, but he's also literally a cast member on the show. So there's a reason why he's going to be at all of these parties, kind of regardless of what his relationship with David or Dolores is. Right. And not to mention the people love Frank. We want to see him on the screen. Like I would personally rather talk about the Watch What Happens Live husbands last Uh, night than this episode. This was so, I'm sorry. The fact that there was an episode of House Husbands of New Jersey is saying something. Everyone's like, oh, my God, are they getting their own show? I would watch it, blah, blah, blah. But Andy asked them a question like they were playing a drinking game last night. And he was like, Frank, what when did when was the last time you slept with Dolores? And he took a sip. But I think he did that like to play with like the audience. He was also, like, <laughs> also, I think he's being respectful. You know, Dolores Absolutely. is as we've seen, Dolores is an old fashioned kind of gal. She, you know, there are certain things where she's like, no, I'm not going to discuss that. That's my personal business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think she and Frank are sleeping together and haven't been for a while. But, you know, we don't need to know the last, you know, the date and time of the last time it happened. But I I actually feel like she is being super reasonable about, you know, kind of her reaction to this. And in the episode when they're at Jackie's birthday thing, this wine tasting, apple picking, whatever, I think that that Dolores is being, you know, perfectly reasonable when she's saying you know i've made it clear how Mm -hmm. i feel now maybe i felt differently before but i feel this way and personally i don't like it that you guys are talking about this and you know like jennifer and kind of jackie just seem like they can't quite like they're not quite listening to her that it's like you don't need to keep explaining why you thought something different it's like she's told you she's asked you to stop talking about it so stop talking about it Right. I agree. I know that even I have gone back and said that I feel differently. Remember in the beginning, well, I kind of still feel that David's like, fuck boy, whatever. But I, I appreciate their relationship. Yes. And and um, I was never judging her on that. But I also loved when they went. She didn't feel comfortable going in the van yet. But it was also not like Dolores. Like she she told a little small white lie because there's also no reason so to be like, I'm mad at you. But she wanted to wait to confront them in person. And she did it in a really nice way. And she because she's like, I'm sorry, Dolores is really like mature when it comes to these things. Yeah. And like. She handled it well. She's like, Jackie, I'm sorry. It's your birthday, so I'm going to be a good friend and say it to you. (laughs) But, like, that wasn't cool. And I agree with you, too, where they could have been like, okay, you're right. But they kept saying, but, 
but this, but that. And it's like, oh my Right. God. And I think so with, with Jackie Porsche. with Jackie, I think she I think she is coming from a place of wanting to be supportive. But it's yeah. like she keeps trying to explain why she took part in this poll. And it's like Dolores, Dolores isn't like never gonna forgive you. Like she's not actually that angry. She's just she just doesn't want it to keep being a thing. And well, because she so, made a good analogy. Analogy. <laughs> Whether so like, if that happened with their marriage. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, if she was taking a poll on Melissa and Joe or Jackie and Evan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, it's just one of those things where I think it is well within Dolores's rights to be upset about that. And so it's like, let's just stop talking about it. And then Jennifer, of course, has to do them. You know, I just feel like he should be there once for you. Like, come on. And it's oh, like, Jennifer. <laughs> please i was like i know it's always like all right we're done and it's like but you know what i jennifer is just like that person who can't stop herself from making that one last comment and it's like (laughs) jennifer my god come on (laughs) they all looked really cute though i've been to where they went um, for this wine tasting not please i didn't participate in apple picking we just went straight to the wine tasting (laughs) but it's really cute really sweet and like i love when they do activities like this but it was very like pleasant there was no, even with yeah. Dolores in that conversation, there was no argument. They were very, very pleasant. But I felt bad. Obviously, Melissa couldn't attend because Joey Gorga had kidney stones passed. You know, that's through. intense. I, I know they kept saying it felt like childbirth. And I was like, oh my Lord. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I obviously was sad that Melissa couldn't go on this trip. It sounds like Joe was fine. I, so we get more <laughs> yet again this week of Melissa and Joe's you know, back and forth about how he wants her to be at home. He, it's not what he, you know, signed up for all of this stuff. I, at this point, it's hard for me to tell whether this is genuine or kind of put on for the cameras, but either way, it's tough to watch because it's like, Joe, shut the fuck up. Like you sound like an asshole. Melissa's not doing anything. Like this whole time, like there, there are times on this show in the past when Melissa has really rubbed me the wrong way. And this whole situation, it's just like, she's literally not doing anything. She's just like living her life, having her plans, whatever. We haven't even really seen evidence that she's like that busy while they're filming the season. It's in the pandemic. She clearly isn't going to a ton of events and stuff. So it's like, chill out. Like, like yeah. leave her alone, basically. My issue with these conversations is that they're not going anywhere. Every time they have this conversation, it's the same one. So it's like, and then Joe is always like, we're done and walks away. And also, I love when they do that in the commercial, like we're done. He clearly meant with the conversation, not like with their marriage. And I was like, <laughs> really? Like they had to like, that's yeah. so like not a cool tease to put in. But yeah. Also, with the event situation, when your season is not like in, I might be wrong about this, but it's like, how many events are you going to during actually during the week? And then actually, I I think I I am wrong because like we go to events during the week too, and we're not even on (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) So I, I think that depends. Like I, I have a feeling it's the kind of thing where some weeks she's really busy and some weeks she doesn't have much going on, and it's just unpredictable, and she's not there all the time. But it's. It's weird because it was one thing a few seasons ago when it was like, okay, she's just starting with the store and like she really is changing and the kids are like still a little younger. But now it's like we've been in this position for like four or five years where Melissa is like working and has the store and other stuff. So it's like, 
why haven't you like figured this out? Like you can't still be angry that she hasn't like changed in the last year. I don't know. It's just weird to me. To me, it actually looks like she's doing a great job at balancing everything. And Joe seems like we've seen this with other house husbands that he seems like the textbook kind of person who thinks that financial support is the same as other kinds of support. And he's like, you know, I, I, I let her do the singing and I, you know, I helped her with the store and like all of this stuff. And it's like, you like giving her money so she can open a store is not the same as you like being a supportive partner Mm -hmm. throughout the process. Like there's a big difference there. And I think I just want them to like, obviously I like them a lot as a couple and I don't think they're like in danger of not being together, but it's like, come on, can we, can we stop with this? Like, line of questioning (laughs) i know but but something really exciting this like to be continued where we really are going to start to meet louis and honestly like this is a Teresa we have never seen before ever like she is on another level of happiness and like i love hearing how everyone is talking about but i feel like bad that she is everyone's like pressuring because they're excited for her but she is like hold on a second like i need to like make sure everything's fine i love when she's talking to melania when she's talking to melania melania's like you're all like like Like, it's so (laughs) melania is so funny like they all sound the same they really do but she's like what are you guys doing it's funny now that now that gia is out of the house for the most part melania has kind of become (laughs) the daughter that she like has these kind of yeah. like adult-ish conversations with. And it's so weird thinking about that. We've been watching Melania since she was like two years old. And now she's like helping her mom get ready for a date and talking about how she feels about this guy. It is interesting. I have a feeling we're not actually going to like see him for very long next season or next week is the season finale. And like, I don't think he's going to be on the whole episode. So that, it'll probably can we be not like, talk about that? Like I'm very, that's very upsetting. Like, are you, I think serious? it'll be like a quick little introduction, but Maybe he'll be at the reunion. Who knows? Um, it's just wild that next week is the season finale. Like, I feel like it started last week. No joke. I know. Last it's, been, week. it's been so quick. It's been a good season, though. I am excited for the reunion. I've heard that it is going to be dramatic. So we'll see. It has to be because Jackie and <laughs> Teresa are absolutely fine in every single episode the past few weeks. So it, shit must go down at the reunion because they're right. clearly not talking currently, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, these ladies. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey 
honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, let's talk about the Dallas reunion. We got to get to it. So obviously we know that the format has been turned on its head because Carrie tested positive for COVID. So (laughs) Carrie and Brandy are on their big turned on their side TV screens on the chairs. TV's turned. I can't. Somebody said that it looks like they're at a memorial service where like you put the photo of the person on like a platform. Okay. But here's (laughs) the thing I don't understand about both of their setups. Guys, yes. we do Zooms every day. They have been doing Watch What Happens live Zooms like every single week. Do you not know to put your computer like and in a hotel, there's a desk. Move back. Like, why are you so close to the screen? Yeah, it's it's strange to me because obviously this was a last minute thing. So I know they didn't have the same kind of camera I setup know, that they gave still. for like, say, like the Vanderpump Rules at Beverly Hills reunion. They delivered the whole setup to the house. Oh my God, you know, remember it was, that? Yeah. yeah, but like. It looked like they didn't even give Brandy a ring light. Like they could have dropped it off at her hotel room and she could have had some <laughs> lighting. Agree. It was it was rough. Um, so this reunion, it's it was frustrating to me. First off, we have a lot of Carrie. And so Carrie reveals that after the season finished filming, she and Eduardo kind of, you know, sat down and had a heart to heart about their relationship. And they've decided that they are going their separate ways and getting a divorce. And I'm glad that we have this information because we obviously could tell that things were not great in her marriage during the season, but it's frustrating to me because all of a sudden she kind of has this get out of jail free card for everything that happened during the season. Cause she's like, well, you know, Andy, I was in a really bad place with my marriage and all of this stuff. No. And so, yeah, I was drinking a lot and I wasn't handling it well. And like, I'm not saying that's not true, but it feels like we can't just, you can't you don't just get to sweep all of your behavior for the season under the rug because you were in a bad place like okay so you were in a bad place let's start there why did you take it out on tiffany why did you take it out on deandra like let's get into it a little deeper than just like yeah you know i was really upset so like yeah that's what happened no yeah no and not one time during the season when she was having these outbursts, was she like, you know what, girls, like, I don't want to get into it, but I am acting out a little bit. I'm drinking more. I've noticed because like, I'm going through stuff with my marriage. Hello. I know easier said than done, but like you can give some people a heads up as to like literally why. And a few times she brought up like her, her children. And Mm -hmm. I think that she could have also just been open and said, like, I'm having, we're having, we're going through some stuff, but Because at that point in the moment, maybe people would have forgiven her. But yeah, you cannot, you can use the drinking as an excuse, but not your destructive behavior. No, sorry. Well, it was interesting that she, it seemed like she and Eduardo, or maybe just her, she made a very clear decision that she wasn't going to talk about her marriage problems on the season. That wasn't something that she ever brought up. You know, we got like little glimpses of that it wasn't going great, but she was never talking about it. But she seemed... Like she had no problem talking about her issues with her daughters and Olivia's mental health. And so, I mean, I hope that she got Olivia's permission to talk about that on the show. We, I don't know, but it feels like if you're going to be really open about this one really hard thing, then it feels kind of like unfair that you just don't have to talk about your marriage at all. It's like, 
if you're if because there are some people on these shows where they just kind of don't talk about anything and don't share very much at all and that's its own problem but when you are picking and choosing and it seems like it's like you would rather put your daughter's stuff out in the open than your own that is kind of tough to me and it's like no talk about your your own problems yeah and she did say though that she's you know she's not drinking as much now she is a little nervous but she knows she can do like make she has to start making her own money and actually like work she talked about their finances a little bit and mentioned a prenup and whatever but i don't i don't really know what's going on with that but even andy was like you can do it you're good you can okay but let's just let's keep it 100 i hope making her money goes well but it better not be a bravo paycheck after this season you know come on you want like aka you want her to be like off the show yeah i mean doesn't every like (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) i think i think dallas is in need of a lot of work so like Uh, i think unfortunate though i think dallas is in need of a lot of some rehab itself and i think that carrie needs to go along with a couple other people we'll we'll get we can talk about that more next week it is yeah because Tiffany's here, so it's really great. But honestly, people have been talking about like just getting rid of Dallas in general. But yeah, we don't want I Tiffany don't, to go. Anywhere. I don't think they will. But yeah. So okay, let's let's get into Tiffany and specifically Oy. this episode. We have a lot of Tiffany and Cameron back and forth, and I think this is hard because I'm I'm a little frustrated with the way that Andy kind of handles things because I think he has a habit of kind of treating each individual thing like it's everything is the same importance or like he assigns the same weight to everything Mm -hmm. so it's like he doesn't really push back so like okay they're talking about you know tiffany correcting cameron's words and you know stuff like this that okay that's a that's a normal thing for housewives to be like arguing about that it's like frustrating but then cameron is accusing tiffany of being racist against asian people because she is making these tiktoks based on real experiences she's had with her mother and to me that's a situation where andy should be pushing back on that like andy doesn't have to stay totally neutral so for when something like that is happening like it's to me like that's pretty upsetting that cameron is like saying these things to tiffany and for andy to just kind of be like hmm okay tiffany what do you think about that it's like i wish he would do a little better in kind of holding people accountable. And I think some of the stuff that Cameron was saying, this reunion was kind of really wild and problematic. And it's like, girl, please. I th- I think you're right in this sense that Andy could say something. However, I think he was honestly backing off and le- and knowing that Tiffany can very well handle the situation in which she did. And also maybe letting Cameron put more put her foot in her mouth even more i honestly that's how i felt about that where he was like there i'm gonna let this one go because like one's gonna handle it and one's making it worse for herself so totally i mean i think you're right i think tiffany can hold her own and i think you know cameron obviously (laughs) can make herself look bad but i think it's it's just like if you're if you're focusing on being an ally in that situation Mm -hmm. it's like it shouldn't be all on Tiffany when, you know, Tiffany can hold her own when it's like when they're talking about how Cameron needs grammar lessons. Like, I love to see that. And I think it's so it's tough because it's like there are, there are certain situations in the season where I want to see Tiffany kind of 
you know, under pressure, like I want them to be able to have like a normal back and forth, but because there's this other stuff happening with the racial dynamics and all of that, it makes it hard to enjoy the petty stuff because it's like, damn, like, I just want to see them like go back and forth and fight and, you know, have like housewife drama. But meanwhile, we have to have like Cameron, like completely misunderstanding what racism is. Right. But We'll go back to that, but when when Cameron brought out her like re- re- quote unquote receipts, oh like color code and everything, I was like, "Girl, it's like annoying when that happens because it's like you don't actually have any problems with these people. You're just like now looking. That's why that whole thing with the TikTok, I, I almost I cringe so hard when she goes, you know, yeah, I really, I do want to hear more about that. Let's hear more about that. And I was like, do you really? And Tiffany, she is. Oh my god, when her her sitting there so like 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 confident and like can say anything back to Cameron. I was like, oh my God, this is such great energy. But so she did. And then she was like, yeah, well, people reach out to me. And Tiffany was like, they did. People reach out to you. <laughs> they did. Like, just like that. Right. Oh my God, it's so good. I, yeah, I think. And then Tiffany tweeted something, which I totally agree with that. She's like, what's the point of receipts if this is all stuff that I'm very willing to admit that I said or tweeted or did or posted like, Cameron seems like she she has this idea that she has these like golden ticket items of evidence that are going to like ruin <laughs> Tiffany and Tiffany's like yeah I corrected your grammar like maybe that was kind of an asshole thing to do but like you've been an asshole to me with plenty of right. other stuff like it's not like like I feel like Tiffany kind of has this like higher expectation on her which is a little unfair and that's mm-hmm. a whole other angle of like you know she's a doctor and she's smart and like they kind of resent her for being you know educated and smart and whatever but then at the same time they also like expect her to be more perfect because she's a doctor and smart and whatever and it's like okay which is it but also both are bad (laughs) right and then Cameron also apologized so they were going back and forth with the cheats for a while even Andy was like Tiffany this was kind of mean like it was kind of mean but like but she and then Tiffany was like okay I'm sorry but then Cameron put tweeted a picture of her like promoting sparkle dog food and she would rather eat sparkle treats over chicken feet so she apologized to Tiffany and then Andy was like do you accept and Tiffany goes we're no no I don't know accept that we're not done here and I kind of like that because she was like Basically, they need to continue that conversation instead of sweeping it under the rug. Like, yes. that wasn't nice. I agree. And to be honest, so they're they're doing a two-part reunion. Great. We don't need three. Um, this All of this stuff with Tiffany and we haven't heard from Brandy basically at all yet. And Cameron, like, Stephanie. that to me is the main, the crux of the conflict to the season so I'm glad they're not done because I think it does deserve the time and I think Tiffany like you said is you know very capable of you know holding her own on this reunion stage and I think that she deserves kind of the time and you know opportunity to do that and so I'm excited to see next week because I think it's going to be really interesting also I need to hear about what's going on with Brandy and Brian. And we basically, they saved all the Brandy shit for episode two, which is is fine, but you know. Uh, Yeah. And also has she, she hasn't posted like nothing after that video was like after the video of him allegedly cheating, nothing has been said. Did you see Leanne? 
Leanne posted some texts between her and Brandy because so, yeah. in the Go preview for, for part yeah. two of the reunion, they're saying that somebody sent this video of Brian yeah. dancing with another woman to Brand- to Brandy's daughter. And in the preview, they're like, oh, who would do that? And you hear the name Leanne. And so I guess Leanne saw this and inferred that Brandy is saying that Leanne sent this video. And so Leanne texted Brandy and was like, hi, I am out of this game. This wasn't me. Please just like stop yeah. using my name, whatever. Which is funny because of course, like Leanne is totally not above like still shit talking these women <laughs> on her social media. So it's like, I don't know. I don't necessarily, but Brandy says in the text that she knows who it was. It wasn't Leanne and that she didn't say that. So we'll see. I don't know. That, that I mean, that is kind of mess up. If like Leanne as, un- as much as I dislike her and like, what she's nasty if she didn't do that that is annoying to be like brought into that and she's like really like that's yeah leave my name out (laughs) leanne again just like we were saying with cameron like leanne can can be messy and nasty all on her own so you don't need to accuse her of things that she didn't do (laughs) totally as as not as um not right as this conversation with Tiffany and Cameron was like everything Cameron was saying and trying to be above that. That was so hard to watch. Like it really was. Mm -hmm. I can't find the words to explain her, her, um, how she was saying it and what, like she went in thinking she was right. I'm going to nail this. I'm going to, and it just made her look like worse. There's nothing worse than that, but she did look amazing. Cameron looks amazing. I think all four (laughs) of them that are there in person look really good. Yes. In different yes. ways, in different ways. They, they're they not all dressed for the same event, but they all look really nice while they're there. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually okay, such a let's, good point. It is time. It is more than time for the Grab the Skinny Pop moment of the day. Endless entertainment calls for endless popcorn. And luckily, every kernel of Skinny Pop is so light, crunchy, and delicious that we love to eat it by the handful or even the bagful. I'll just get right into it. My Grab the Skinny Pop moment is when... Tiffany Moon told Cameron to unfollow her if she doesn't want to see the TikToks. If she's so offended by the TikToks, just unfollow me. I thought that was the perfect comeback. That's all you need to say in that situation. If you don't like what I'm posting on social media, there's an easy way to fix it. And I eat to the point. Love that. Great, Dylan. I love that. Mine, I'm going with Jersey. My skinny pop moment is that beautiful scene of Teresa and Joe in the garage help and him helping her clean. Oh, I, I know. And yeah. him really just asking about Louie and like him invested because no one wants to see her happier than her brother. And the two of them, their dynamic is so has changed over the years completely. Mm-hmm. It, they are in such a good place. She's like, Joey, I'm going to kick your ass, but they are They've so, come such a long way. Yes, they yeah. really have. But I'm, I'm, Excited to see. I hope their relationship is like as beautiful in real life as it, they're making it out to be in the show, which I think <laughs> it is. No, I really, I do believe that it is. But um, so that was my grab the skinny pop moment because I love any Gorga Judice scene. Absolutely. Well, those are today's Grab the Skinny Pop moments. Of course, you can grab Skinny Pop yourself at Retailers Nationwide or go to the Shop Now page on skinnypop.com. And without further ado, stay tuned for our interview with Lala Kent. It's going to be a good one. So don't go anywhere. 
I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Everyone, we are so excited to be joined by an amazing guest right now. She, of course, is the star of Vanderpump Rules, also an actress, a new mother, Lala Kent. Welcome. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. I'm I'm so happy that I'm on a podcast called Mention It All. <laughs> Let me We're tell you, to have you, in this in this book, you kind of did. You kind of yeah. went there. <laughs> I know. And can I tell you, after it was like done and we, it was on and popping. I had the most anxiety ever. And I was like, what have I done? (laughs) I have to say like, we just talked to, I read the whole thing. It's amazing. But as you talked about who you talked about, it wasn't like bashing, you know, like you, it was that time in your life that that was happening. So it, it all, you know, yes. And that I wanted to keep every story that had to do with my cast members where we went, I went back in time and was trying to create like the headspace that I was in for people to understand. And it's just crazy because when I would go back and think about how I felt about each person way back when, I'm like, I couldn't even imagine feeling that way or talking to them that way, you know? Yeah. They're my dearest friends now. Yeah. It's funny especially with your relationships with uh you know Katie and Stasi like thinking about kind of what we saw you guys go through on the show a few seasons back you know your first couple seasons on the show it really is wild how far you've come in a lot of those relationships and yes. it seems like how genuinely you on both sides you've been able to move forward and I don't know. It's nice. It's nice. It feels like growth. It's nice to see. <laughs> totally growth. And I finally have the history that like when I first came on to the show and they would all talk about, well, we've known each other. We have history. It's like, mm-hmm. we now have that history. And now when new people come on the show, I'm saying the same thing that was said to me. <laughs> yeah. You had that, 
that new girl hazing going on, but you gave it right back. So (laughs) (laughs) before we get into it, we want to say congratulations on your beautiful baby girl ocean. But how have these first few weeks of motherhood been going? You have that new mother glow for sure. Why? Maybe give them all a highlighter. (laughs) (laughs) Plug girl, get your plug. (laughs) Um, It's been like, the best four weeks of my entire life. I'm on cloud nine. I don't care about anything except, you know, my baby and my family. And it's just been absolutely perfect. We are so glad to hear that. We saw um, Jackson Brittany welcomed their baby just a few days ago. We have Sheena do any day now. Are there any pump rules play dates on the calendar yet or just kind of enjoying your time to yourself? So Ocean and Hartford met last week for the first time and it was so cute. But again, like it's not like they do anything, but us as their mom, <laughs> like even the slightest little head turn, you're like, like oh, oh my God. God. You know, that that's our best friend. <laughs> so it was like they were fixated on each other. And to me, it's like, oh, they know that they're both babies, but I'm sure it was just like a blurry mess for both of them with their eyes trying to adjust to, you know. Like <laughs> that's so cute. Your baby's younger than Hartford, but when Stasi posts pictures and her captions of her, it's the funniest thing. I feel like Hartford's like our age. She's like gives those looks and it's hilarious. The second that Hartford came into the world, she was <laughs> giving those judgy eyes and I was <laughs> obsessed. I'm like, you are so <laughs> meant to be in this like group and Stasi is your mom, 100%. Amazing. What was it like last summer when everyone, you know, kind of one by one was announcing that they were expecting? What was it like for you finding out that so many people that you have been, you know, kind of along with for this ride with for years were going to be doing motherhood at the same time? I know. Wasn't that strange? It was like the the clown car <laughs> of like pregnancy announcements. You know, it was like, oh, it, here comes another one. It was like almost a little surreal because we had spoken about getting pregnant together. Just like, it would be fun because then we don't have to go out and make friends with the moms of other kids just for our kids. Like Mm -hmm. we can force them to be friends with each other. (laughs) And then it happened where we were all pregnant. It was like one after the other. And it was like, this is so exciting. Even though like, like this is something you see on TV. Weird that we wait. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I say that, I'm like, it's like what you see on TV. Oh wait, that is a little weird. But like it, it, on a sitcom or something, right? And it's not easy to get pregnant. I feel really fortunate that we, you know, Sheena struggled with her miscarriage, and my heart just broke for her. And I cannot even imagine. I'm so happy for her now that she has her little rainbow baby. But with Stassi and Brittany, when it was like her, then me, then Brittany, I was like, you can't make this shit up. And this is like the best day ever. And I'm so grateful that none of us really struggled like women who go years without being Mm -hmm. able to get pregnant or know why they can't get pregnant. Right, right. Um, Well, speaking of motherhood, you write about your relationship as a bonus mom to Randall's daughters and how important that navigating that dynamic has always been to both of you. So how did Mm -hmm. those experiences help prepare you for a child? You know, I wish that being a stepmom prepared me to be a a biological mom. 
It did not because being a stepmom for me, I don't know how I can't speak for other stepmoms experiences. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like, there's a line. Of course, I put them in check when like they don't clean up after themselves or like they need to go and do homework. But I'm not the disciplinarian. There's a line, you know, I'm not their mom. So it's two different experiences and they're both amazing. But I can't even explain the feeling of becoming a mom to my daughter. I don't think anything could have prepared me for that. Totally. Nice. Um, Okay. So one of the things that I liked most about the book is finally getting a little more backstory on who is Lauren? How did Lauren become Lala? What's, what's going on there? What was it like um, kind of finally getting to tell a little bit more backstory? Were you nervous about that? Were you excited about that? Is that something you've always kind of wanted to share more of like how you came to be this person that we all know? I think it was exciting when I started. And then when I realized like, oh, this is like going to be a a book that Mm -hmm. you can go and buy that is terrifying. And I don't, I didn't sit down and write this book because I thought that my stories were that interesting. For me, it was like, I had all of this stuff happen in Utah that kind of shaped who I was. And I thought that I was, a shaped person until I was on Vanderpump rules and it was a new set of issues and it was all displayed on television for people to see. And I almost felt like I had like a scarlet letter on me of like, you know, I I went into season five and everyone had these stories about me and my, and my, you know, my man and I carried all of the the name calling and the shaming with me up until recently. And I felt like I always had to defend myself. So for me, this book, when I sat down and wrote it was a release and a purge. And it was something where, you know, it's okay to have things in your life that are defining moments. But for me, the defining moments were, were what I was living with on a day-to-day basis. And it was exhausting for me. Mm -hmm. So now I've put it out there, how it happened and what it was like. And now I'm, I'm done with it. We're not bringing it up anymore. I'm not going to defend myself with these things. You know, I'm okay that these things happened and I'm not ashamed anymore. Yeah. I, I have to say though, that I completely agree with you while, while reading it, you hear, you really hear your voice, you know, and it's not, it was like actual stories that happened to you. And like, I was, I'm telling you, I was talking about it with Dylan this morning and I you remember like those scenes of you you know and your outbursts because that's really what was happening but you explain them and what was really happening and your side and it really does you know change a little bit obviously you could see what was going on in the show but like it really like here's your side of the story and like what you were going through and it was it's really impressive well thank you so much and I I never want anything to come off as like, this is my excuse for my behavior, Mm -hmm. but it's a fact. This is what happened and why I behave that way. And I'm not trying to make it okay. I'm just trying to give you some perspective on, you know, we're not perfect. And I hope anyone who reads it can walk away being a little less hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I thought it was nice to finally kind of get your full you know, side of the story when it comes to season four and season five, kind of all of the stuff that was being said about you and, you know, 
both stuff that wasn't true and stuff that you, for whatever reason that you talk about in the book, maybe couldn't talk about, couldn't be honest about in the moment. Um, how, how, what was it like just kind of dealing with for all those years, not being able to talk about certain stuff. And, you know, now that you have that release, like just that feeling of being free. Oh my gosh. It was torture because I'm an open book and I, I want to talk. I want to mention it all. I don't, <laughs> I'm not afraid of people being upset or me making them feel uncomfortable. I'm okay with people having a negative opinion about me when I'm on the show. And it was almost like I was living to protect a person I cared deeply about. And more importantly, his two kids. And that was so much pressure. I was, I started drinking heavily just to keep up with all of the lies and be okay with it. It, it was a lot of, it was a lot of pressure for me. And, and I did break. I only made it halfway through season five before it was like, I can't do this. This is too much. Like I need yeah. cards and like a map of how to keep up with everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, can but I can't imagine like how that must have been obviously we're viewers and we need the entertainment but also realizing at the same time it's your guys's real life that right and you know what though that that's kind of how it is real life but in order for me to keep my sanity I have to watch it and go well I made awesome tv today I guess and then go home and put that in a completely different category because even though it's real we would go insane if we took that with us everywhere we went. And that was something that I had to work very hard to conquer, to like mm -hmm. be okay with leaving that behind and then creating this other type of life when I get home, if that makes sense. Yeah. I loved reading about in season five, like you said, when you kind of had that breaking point and needed to take a step back and then you decided to go back for the reunion. And I loved you talking about your parents kind of talking you through that time. And when your dad told you to go and give them Lala at the reunion, it's, yeah. I loved hearing about kind of your relationship with your parents and how it seems like they have always been, you know, supportive of you, but not afraid to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. I, you, I could not have like hand picked better parents. Uh, they were always very much, they still are. I mean, my dad above, I, you know, I can feel him as my guardian angel now, but I just felt like I, nothing was ever off limits. I could talk to them about everything and honesty was always key, but it was always unconditional love and support. And I feel like that's why I could go out into the world and face it as scary as it is because I could come home to a safe place and, you know, have them build me back up for the next day. So, mm -hmm. and my dad, my mom and dad never watched the show. I mean, my mom still to this day has not seen an episode of Vanderpump Rules, which is kind of nice. So when my dad, when my dad said that to me, like, go do that thing that you do, you <laughs> say it. And like, oh my gosh, you do listen to, to, <laughs> to me. <laughs> That's so funny and very genuine. But um, <laughs> so we do love seeing you and Katie on the first season of Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Shout out, Utah. How did it I'm make you feel to see your hometown represented on Bravo? I loved it. 
I loved that because I, I didn't grow up in the Mormon church, nor did I right. have anybody super close to me. So, you know, I knew I, sh- it sounds so horrible that I'm like, nor was anyone that was close to me when my dad's entire side of the family was Mormon, but it's true. No one that was close to me was Mormon because Mormons don't get close to little heathens like me. So I was <laughs> shook by how much they kind of exposed the Mormon church. Yeah. And I'm sure the Mormon church was thrilled about the real house. <laughs> I'm sure they are shitting bricks, but the season was fantastic. And the fact that we got to film with them was so much fun. And it was like, I was going to a high school reunion at Jen Shaw's party because it was like, Oh my gosh, we went to school together. We used to kick it at, you know, club dub, which was Wendy's. That's like where we went to hang out. Oh my god! <laughs> but, you know, so it was like, I didn't even need to go to my 10 year high school reunion because it's like happening right now at a chicer place. One of my best friends is from Salt Lake and she always talks about how small of a town it is. And that, you know, just like, everybody knows somebody who went to high school with them or you like your dad is friends with their parent. Like it's, it's funny to kind of have all those connections and to kind of fit right into that world. It is, but I, I kind of love it. Like I love the fact, and I didn't appreciate growing up there until I was gone and right. away from it, but it's like, I love knowing my neighbors and I love that kids are still walking home from school. You know, it, it's a very happy and healthy place to raise a family because it's so family oriented and driven. Right. Right. Did you give, did you give any of them advice when you met them on kind of this whole journey of doing reality TV? Yes. I told them to come up with their alter egos. Mine is Lava. <laughs> and I said, and every time you get onto social media or you start filming that alter ego is your Teflon where, because people are going to be mean, but your job at this point is to be open and honest. And mm-hmm. when you leave, just know this is entertainment for people. So even though it is your real life, learn how to separate yourself because it is not healthy. If you take that shit home with you. Right. Well, there's some things that happened recently that are very real life. Um, so oh. and you were at a party there recently so i'm assuming you heard about what's been going on with miss jen shaw what are your thoughts i mean i want to say you all feel the same way yeah until proven guilty but then i read that you're like scamming old people and i'm like oh my god i feel (laughs) like the fact that it's like elders is really what's getting to people they're like if you were scamming anyone else it'd be fine but you know what it's old people so that's me and scam the millennials you know (laughs) they need something real to happen to them everyone's a little too sensitive but no again she allegedly is scamming people still shook shook is the perfect word i think it's more shook that she's like hashtagging like unarrested Mm -hmm. you are like meant for reality tv keep it coming. (laughs) No denying that. (laughs) Um, So speaking of, you know, people on reality TV, your relationship with Lisa Vanderpump is really interesting. Um, In the book, I I had no idea that you had worked at Sir briefly before you were ever even on the show. And then Lisa kind of invited you back and asked if you wanted to be a hostess and that you might get to appear on the show. It seems like Lisa has always been kind of in your corner, maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but she's kind of 
stuck up for you. How's your relationship with Lisa these days? Do you talk to her very much or is it, you know, not as close? No, we, and you know what? I love that you said that she's always been in my corner because that's how I felt. And I feel like even when she's brutally honest with me, she is taking, you know, the time and the energy to invest into someone who I believe, which is me, who she cares about. I have always felt that she cares about me. So I'm forever grateful for her. And even now, you know, she'll call me and check up on ocean and we've FaceTimed a lot. She's, I have all the love in the world for Lisa Vanderpump and her family. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, Barry's like, no, yo, same. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like very much so. Um, are you looking forward to getting back to Vanderpump rules at some point? Yes. Honey, mic me up, find my lighting, <laughs> and put someone in front of me to drag. I need it all. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy that you're still willing to like drag somebody, even mother and all. You know, we need the drama. <laughs> You know, I, I thought that getting sober would take the crazy out of me, but it's in my veins and yeah. I'm, it, you know, like yeah. nothing can change my DNA. So it is what it is. Who from the pump rules crew with pandemic and, you know, not filming and everything, who have you kept up with the most? Who's, who's kind of been by your side the whole time? Well, I, I see Brittany and Katie and Stassi the most and Katie and I would see each other a lot because during my pregnancy, I would go there to her house and we would walk around the neighborhood like every single day. And then Wednesdays were for watching Housewives of Salt Lake. So she she's the one that was really by my side during my pregnancy and just to catch up with on all of our housewife shit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Stassi had just given birth. Right. And Brittany had had a really hard pregnancy. My baby's screaming. My mom. My mom's sitting here like this watching. <laughs> I'm like, can you tend to my screaming? Shout out to your mom to give you like the best yeah, advice throughout the yeah, your bug. Like, wake up, John. You sent the night nurse home so because you could handle it. And now you're like lurking, not even listening to what's happening upstairs. And- okay. Also, your weekend <laughs> trips to LA to make you feel better. Like, I loved that so much. So much. I know. How cute is my mom? I She just, like, really was a rock star for me. When I was bullied in school, she was like, you're in fourth grade. Let's get your highlights and some fake nails. <laughs> feel better, girl. I kind of, like, related to that because I got highlights for the first time in sixth grade. And then, like, we went to a pool party and I wasn't allowed in the pool. I, like, took it very seriously. <laughs> I like to turn green. Yeah, totally. It scars you. How how is your relationship with James these days? Because I felt like during season eight, you guys kind of came to a really nice point where it seemed like you had some, you know, respectful moments with each other. And I loved seeing that because your friendship was so iconic. Uh, We were iconic, right? Name a more iconic duo, (laughs) James Kennedy and Lala. Like we fucked shit up (laughs) like back in the day. Um. You know, I'm really proud of him because he was spiraling and I could so relate to that. And he just really pulled it together and he still goes out and DJs a killer show and he's like not intoxicated, which that's hard as someone who knows what it's like to get drunk in order to like 
be around people that you don't know and still try to like enjoy yourself and have fun. The fact he can do his job still and kill it. And he remembers it. I'm just, I'm really proud of him and I'm happy that we are at a good place and we're friends. I mean, he came to Randall's birthday party. I mean, I think he might be closer to love, Randall than he is to love me. Love to see that. Everybody Who would have thought? Closer to Randall than they are to me now. <laughs> like, why are you hijacking all my friends? What is this? <laughs> you know, I feel like as as you get older and, you know, everyone around you is getting more mature, it's just like shit like that doesn't matter as much. You're just like, yeah, come to the party. Who cares? <laughs> come to the party. Like, you're a human. I'm a human. You know, at, at some point, especially when you had a pandemic and no one's left the house, they're like, I will go to my worst enemy's birthday party. Yes. <laughs> this apartment building. Yeah. You're like, I but, will um, stand six feet away and enjoy myself. Yeah. I just need like another human there. doesn't matter who yeah. it is. Just like presence. But totally. it's, it's always sad to me. Like you said, back in the day, like it was a few years ago, but to know that like won't happen again is sad to me. You know what I mean? Because there can still be drama and like friendships and a, and a TV show, but it just, it, what we had isn't, it happened, you know, we'll always it's have very the memories. sad. Yeah. I know. I know. B, it's so sad. I think about that all the time. I shouldn't live in the past, but I'm like, damn, I really wish I, you know, I definitely enjoyed myself, but there are so many things like that being at that, uh, in the Olympic apartment where Stassi lived before me, it's like, you know, I was so eager to just like, quote unquote, make it to get the hell out of there. And yeah. I should have just like enjoyed it. You know? <laughs> like I should have enjoyed going to Ralph's and getting a bag of frozen fruit because I was going to make smoothies and be happy. And instead I ended up putting vodka with water and muddling it into that to add flavor. <laughs> that apartment, by the way, that. which you refer to as the Ho Palace in the book, which I <laughs> really Oh my enjoyed. God. Ho Palace. <laughs> I said to Dylan, so I'm watching what happens live when they have like the word of the night. And like, if you take a shot, if we did that with how many times you said the word Ho just in chapter one, <laughs> I wanted to make it a game. <laughs> and I tell you, when I was going back through and reading, I was like, am I using this word too much? And I'm like, no, you can never use the word. Ho. Yeah. Should have used, you used it more it for, for literary effect. It, I yeah. think it, it came through. <laughs> well, you, you, this is the mention it all podcast, Lala. You certainly mentioned it all in the book. I uh, was definitely, um, you know, I don't want to say surprised, but I was, I was, you know, excited to see how much, you know, good details and stuff were in the book. I think people will really enjoy it if they like watching Vanderpump Rules. Uh, definite recommend. And I'm so glad we got to talk to you about it. I'm so yeah. glad you guys had me on your podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you for supporting my book. Of, of course. course. Um, remind everyone what it's called, where they can get it, all that good stuff. You can get my book, Give Them Lala. It is available now. You can get it in stores at Barnes & Noble, Target, or you can get it online at like Amazon. You know, Google that shit and that's all the order. All the book places. <laughs> all the book places. And guys, it is very good cover to cover. I highly recommend. And it's an easy read, right? 
Yes, it is an easy definitely. read. Yeah, because it we've, like captures you. We've taken up reading books, and first yeah. on the list is Give Them Lala. <laughs> taken up reading books. Oh my, oh my god. god, Dylan! Did you know it said? Did, could you no, see? No, this said whole that? time I didn't realize the hoodie said I've taken up Guys, reading her, books. That's yeah, genius. Her sweatshirt says I've taken <laughs> up. Guys, reading when the merch comes out, I'm sending you this. So please, uh, please do correct. because we'll do a merch swap. We'll send you some of ours. Yeah, I love that. Okay, thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify, wherever you listen, and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.